Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor Lane. Yeah, it was. It's good to be here uh, today and uh, just to share about what we do in Jericho and introduce Seeds of Hope Ministry to you. So, uh, my name is Kader Ghanem. I was born and raised uh, in Jericho. Uh, Jericho is the oldest city and the lowest point on earth. That's what the scientists say. So, um, I come from a Greek Orthodox Christian background. Uh, my, my family in Jericho, they own a restaurant, and um, I always loved the church. You know, I served at the church, but for some reason, the traditional church that I used to attend to, something wasn't right in my heart. I, I thought the Christianity must look different. Somehow, I have to find this, uh, like the missing part of this. So I didn't like to continue going to the church, so I left the church for two years until I met with the founders of Seeds of Hope at my family's restaurant in Jericho. They were in Jericho. The founders, the, one, the, the man, Taz, he is a former Muslim, that he was a fighter with the Yasser Arafat in the Jordan Valley against Israel. And uh, he became a Christian in Missouri when he was working there. And he decided to go back where he was born, in Gaza, just to start a ministry called Seeds of Hope. And he started a school there in 2006. But in 2007, Hamas took over, and they, they were in danger. So they had to leave and go back to the United States. And this is they, where they visited Jericho on a tour group. And he felt that his, God, is, God is calling him for Jericho to serve there and start the ministry. And this is how they came back, only the two of them, the co-founders, and they stayed for a few weeks exploring and see what, where they want to start from. And they were looking, they were hungry, and they were looking for a family, a Christian family that owned a restaurant, and that's our, the only restaurant in Jericho. So it's all God's plan. So I didn't understand what's going on, and I wasn't supposed to be working with them, we started Seeds of Hope from day one together, and I nailed the first nail with them in 2008. Um, I wasn't planning to stay with them. And my family, because they are born again, my father is very strict, and he said, listen, you work with them, be with them, but of course, you never think to become like them. I said, of course, and I was very confident that this won't happen because my, there was a guy, and actually he's an elder uh, in a church in Jerusalem, at the evangelical church, and he came to ask for my sister's hand, and we rejected him because he's a born again. So you can imagine what's the relationship between the traditional Christianity towards the born again people. We think, we used to think my, that they come from a different planet, they are aliens, there's something like not going to fit with the human beings being on the ground. So that was actually like you're talking about evil people. You're talking about like not accepted at all. But uh, working with these people, working with Seeds of Hope, and I went to attend Emmanuel Church in Bethlehem. This is where the, the joint, like the, the actually... The T section in my life where I found 
the people, the right people, the church that I have been looking for since a long time. And I said, where have you been? Like, honestly, I was, where have you been? I didn't know about you at all. But through the, the people that I met from Seeds of Hope that started Seeds of Hope, this is how I uh, came to this point. And I became more and more involved in the church and the ministry. And started to be with the worship band. I play in a Middle Eastern instrument. Um, so I loved doing this. And I decided to stay doing Seas of Hope work. And what made that more uh, crazy with my family, the first, the first volunteer of, uh, joined Seas of Hope in 2008. She was an American girl. And uh, in 2008, in 2011, she got in a big trouble in Jericho, you know. In October 2011, we got married, me and her. <laughs> so we got married and we have five children. Her name is Stevie. She used to work in California and uh, Shepherd Church. And this is where she signed up when she heard the, the founders talking about Seeds of Hope and recruiting volunteers to come and work with in Jericho. So she was the first one. She was supposed to join them actually in Gaza. But she, while they were leaving Gaza, she uh, was coming in, but she couldn't because there is no way she can go there. So she went back to the U.S. and she came back to Jericho in 2008. So God's plans have been like really amazing, and I didn't understand any of it until I just later thought, is this something I have to understand now? Then I found out the answer was yes. And uh, I had a different business, but I gave up, and I stayed with Seeds of Hope, because the, the way Seeds of Hope is the only ministry in Jericho. And uh, we have a big opportunity to deal with children and shape a new generation. It's, uh, we started with a preschool, and then uh, we continued doing this in kindergarten. We opened two daycares, and uh, dealing with children, the children are the bridge to reach the parents. The parents represent the community. If you go to somebody's house, knock on their door, and say, hey, I love you. This, is, this book talks about my Lord Jesus. What they think what they will do. They will shut the door in your face and kick you out. Because they don't want anybody to, they don't want anybody to see you there, and especially being an American. Or like, what are you doing here? Who are you? But the other way you do build a relationship with them is through the children. When you come work in the school, build the relationship with the teachers, the children fall in love with you. And then they pull their, your hand and take you to their house. They invite you. You know, um, we live in Jericho. It's 99.9 .9 at least percent Muslim community. The Christians in Jericho, they are around 350 people. That includes the chickens and the goats. And I'm one of them, not the chickens and the goats, the Christians. <laughs> so being this small uh, amount of people 
you think, how do you live as a Christian? As a Christian, you can live and practice your normal life. But when it comes to evangelism, talking about Jesus, then your brother becomes your enemy. And they don't want you to be their friend or even in the same place where they are. When my family told the founders, no, when my family told me, don't, don't, be, don't become like them. That was when I met the people. But a few years later when I got married, the family, you know, if you are a parent, you know your children, if they are happy or not happy. But they saw the blessings on me. They saw how my life changed. Maybe f five years later, they went to the founder. My mom went there, and he, she said, listen, why don't you do the same thing with his older brother? <laughs> she couldn't deny it. She couldn't reject it because this, this plan is powerful. And as a mom, she wants the best for her child, you know, her, her son. And she wanted her, my other brother to be the same, you know, just not to be lost, to be on the same track and be doing the same work, which is amazing. I honored my parents, but at the same time, I honored God to be where I'm supposed to be with this ministry. The, the parents were concerned in the beginning, when we started the school. Because the founder has a lot of like posts and videos talking about being a fighter with Yasser Arafat against Israel. And when he became a Christian and he gave his heart to Jesus, he changed. And he showed his love and he became uh, like... He felt bad about what he had, had done in his life. And he started to, to do the opposite thing. You know, just fighting for Jesus now, not with Yasser Arafat. And he's very bold. He doesn't care. And he just wants to spread the word. So this was concerning because a former Muslim and a pro-Israel guy to live in Jericho, one of these two is enough to execute him in public. And I got in trouble because I became the legal representative for the ministry as a Palestinian. You have it as a foreign ministry or company opens in a different country, you have to have a local representative to be under the law, under the government. But we have, I learned a lot being in this uh, trip with, with him. I learned to be, uh, I learned like to be encouraged, to be uh, bold, to just encounter the things that come to you. And this is how we protected Seeds of Hope. We had a lot of threats. People wanted to, to invade and burn the building that we started with. Refugee camps, I don't know if you know what refugee camps are. Radical Muslim community. They think about jihad. They think they will reject you. They don't want you even to come and be in that body, Christian body, in, in, the, in that area, because the first school was right in front of a refugee camp. And we had a lot of troubles there, but uh, we continued. We continued. The people that rejected Seeds of Hope at the beginning, they pegged us 
later to have one seat for their children to be in seizophobe schools because they saw the, what we did with the children as neighbors, they are jealous, like they want the best for their children, but unfortunately we didn't have seats for them. So the, when, you, when, when you go to the, to the parents' house, as I mentioned in the beginning, and you want to talk to them about Jesus and reject you, as I said, you just build a relationship with the children. I've never liked to go to the school. I don't know about you, but I've never liked to go to the school as a child. But what I see with, in our children, that they fight their parents to go to the school. They don't want to stay at home. That gives you the answer. You know, they are happy. It's a peaceful, joyful environment. Teachers are not allowed to scream or to really be violent with the children because this is how I was raised in the schools. It's okay to kick you out of the classroom, spank you hard, slam you, curse you. Some schools do this, and I was in one of them. It was supposed to be one of the best schools, Christian also, but we, we did not allow this to happen in our school. The children, you don't build fear in their hearts. You build love, respect, all our core values, you know? And we use Chick-fil-A curriculum core values in Jericho. Besides the, the curriculum from the government, of course, but this is where we make the change. We make the change also when we have people from churches here. They come and volunteer and live for a long term, helping the teachers, being with the children, this is the real impact that we had in Jer have in Jericho. And this is what we, together, how we make the change in Jericho. The children impacted their, fam their parents, and we have seen this. I didn't expect that to happen, but after 10 or 14 years, I think now, we see how the community has been changing. You know? These children that we received when they were a few months old, Last year, they led the summer camp. We didn't have, in the pandemic, we didn't have churches to come to do the summer camp, one of the, our projects in summer. We have a church or two, they come and help doing the summer camp, but we, we didn't have them because it was still restricted. The alternative was having these babies leading the summer camp, which is amazing, you know, to see them. And we didn't think about it. It just, they were, taller than me, and they, they were, did a great job leading the summer camp. And uh, this year we, we started the fifth grade, and we're willing to continue doing a grade at a time every year. We don't have our fancy school building. We have just a house that was uh, converted to have the kindergarten and from the first to the fourth grade in one small building, like a sardine. But you don't feel that, actually, because it just each class has like 15 children, and uh, each floor, which you're talking about, six bedrooms, house. Imagine how the building will be. That is our school that each floor has 60 children plus the crew, the, uh, the staff, so you have like 
to 270 people in this small house. Pastor, you were in, in Jericho, you visited with Gateway Church, and maybe you saw some of that stuff. But now we expanded the, the school. We tried to buy the next door property. It's one-fourth of acre, not big. But the guy refused to sell it because he doesn't want to sell to Christians. It's a sin, actually. It's against the Quran to sell to Christians. And he asked double price in that small property. We didn't go that way. We had finally, we asked all the neighbors around us. Ended, it ended with us buying the land across the street. And what is going to happen is you cannot get it licensed unless you connect the two buildings together, you know. So now we ha we're working on building, we built a school across the road, but we have to connect it with the pedestrian, pedestrian bridge. And it's going to be the only bridge and the first in Jericho. <laughs> we're going to call it the Bridge of Hope. Yes. So hopefully this will happen. We're trying to avoid because it's very expensive to build it and meet the standards because it's a public street and you have to have the government involved in it or the, the parties. But it's, uh, it's actually uh, what I meant here. Like this guy didn't want us to buy and expand on this side. But we are expanding on this uh, across the road, so God doesn't have limits. We just—he just had a reason there when, when we were looking at this point and we didn't uh, look around. But when we did look around, He said, "Don't look just in this corner. Look at here. A lot of property here, empty for you." So, the guy actually after that, when we bought and built. He came to me and he gave us to a cheaper price. I said, we're done. <laughs> God doesn't want us to go this way. Something is wrong here. So this is our new property. And he said, I'll give it to you at a cheap price tomorrow. Come. I said, no. <laughs> You're too late. We do bring, we have um, churches in the U.S. We are based in the U.S. And the only work we have in Jericho. So we have partnerships with churches. The, the unique thing that we have, we bring project teams to Jericho. We do construction. We do medical teams, spa for the women. And we have business teams sometimes come. Um, summer camps. We work with children and women. Of course, with families. But with, with education, we deal with children. With the humanitarian aid and other activities, we do work with women. We have a program called CHINE. It's led by a Muslim convert that she became a Christian in, in, our, in the cultural center. And she became Christian because of the medical teams and the people that come and do work. She built a relationship with them or they built a relationship with her. They come every year. So one of the three years ago, you know, the team, the, when we have a project team, they do work with CISO for four days, and they do touring days. So at the end of the project uh, week, they were going to the Jordan River to get baptized. And she was in the corner crying. Two ladies noticed that she's crying. They were leaving. Just like saying bye to her, oh, 
Why are you crying? She couldn't speak. She wasn't able to breathe. But they insisted to know. She said, because I wished to do what you were going to do in the Jordan River to get baptized. Come with us. She said, I can't. My family will kill me if they find out. They didn't leave it there. They went to the Jordan River. They took bottles from, with them, and they filled it with the Jordan River water. They came back. Actually, they were eating dinner at the restaurant. And two ladies, they were supposed to ask me, actually, if they are okay to do this, because that can be a big trouble, you know, for us. They said, congratulations. And they, I saw that they were very happy. I said, what did you do? <laughs> they brought her in. They said, she's baptized. And she gave her heart to Jesus. They baptized, actually, in the bathrooms in the restaurant. <laughs> they poured the water, and they just, she was happy, and she's... She just gave her life and heart. She gave her heart to Jesus and her life to Seeds of Hope. And she is a full-time job now with us. And she is leading the SHINE program, which we receive underserved women from the community, abused. This is their only place to take off the traditional Muslim uniform and breathe. And seeds of hope. Just a room full of women. They can, only women, they can do whatever they want, talk. And also the pastor's wife from Bethlehem, she helps them, of course, speak and talk. Just listen to them. You know, you are not allowed to speak. You are a woman or you are just for cooking or for something, you know. But here where we bring them in to shine. We make them shine. They come in different from the way they go home. And they bring their neighbors. They bring their friends. That's how we expanded this program. When you do the spa, when women come do spa, uh, like, you know, bound down and wash their feet, you put questions in their mind. Why are you doing this? You come from the U.S. Do this to me? Wash my feet? Then here where you share with them what is this symbol about. You tell them, my Lord, he did the same thing. So and he asked us to do this for you. We want to love you. They don't want you to touch them because like an older woman on the floor and she's washing a younger girl uh, feet. It's kind of dishonoring of age in our culture. But you insist to do that, you know. And this is how you give them double love, just pouring this into their heart. And they want to come back. And next time, they want to bring their parents. One of the medical team's miracles also, there is a doctor that comes every time to do, uh, he's a woman doctor. And you know, in the Muslim community, usually they go to a woman doctor, not a male doctor, a female doctor. They go to, so this, this is a guy, and from America. So, but they, he checked woman, and one of them, she was leaving the country because she couldn't get pregnant. She tried for five years, and they were decided to go to Jordan and fly out. I don't know where to see what the solution will be. She said, okay, let me try this. I heard about Caesar Four medical team, and she came to Caesar Four. He didn't do anything. What do you think he did? He checked her, but he prayed for her. And she didn't know what he did, actually. She thought, okay, he didn't do anything. I'm going to go 
He came back next year. She came back to visit him with a baby on her hands. It's, she asked him, she, did, she asked, what did you do to me? I didn't see you touching like any major stuff. You didn't, he said, I asked my Lord Jesus to give you what you need. And he gave you, so you should praise him. She said, I will. And she did. So this is basically what we do. You don't have to knock on the door, at the door. You just live the life with them as a Christian. Do miracles in people's lives through prayers, through building relationships. And Seeds of Hope is about relationships. And long-term relationships in Jericho. So we encourage you to come anytime to visit Seeds of Hope. And you will either short-term or long-term. But we want you to come a long-term. And thank you for having us today, Pastor. I enjoyed it so much. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Let's thank Pastor Goddard. And if you'll, if you'll come back up I just want to pray over him, his family, the ministry. And, uh, and so if you, if you feel comfortable, you want to extend your hands towards Mr. Cotter and, uh, and just agree with me right now. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for bringing Mr. Cotter here today and, and, um, and just his words, his life, his story, just to share with us and, and, and such a blessing to us. And so, Father, we just thank you for blessing his life, guiding his steps, Father. We have plans in our heart, but you guide our steps. And so we thank you that even in times where he didn't think that you would be there or, or in situations that didn't make sense, but yet you have guided his steps. And so we ask that you continue to guide his steps, the steps of his family, the steps of his children, the steps of this ministry, that your blessing, your favor, your promises would be upon this place to continue to do amazing and wonderful work for the gospel, for your good news in a, in, in a dangerous place, in a difficult place but a light would shine and people would see. And we thank you, even as you would call, as Jesus would call the little children unto him, that we thank you how you love the little children and how you can make such a change in families and communities through such young people. And we thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you thank very you. much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I heard a quote yesterday, Carter, and, uh, and I want to share it. When you said, bridge of hope, even if that bridge doesn't have to happen, I think there's, it's a picture of what you're doing. And I heard a quote yesterday, I think it was yesterday, and, and hopefully I'll, I'll get it right, but it says, when you want to build a bridge, you don't start with the middle stone. If I need to build a bridge between me and Pastor Jack, we can't start in the middle where there's no support. If you want to build a bridge, you start with you. If you want to build a bridge, you start with you. If you're on the opposite side of a river, of a break, uh, of a divide with somebody else, the only place to start is with you and what you do. And so I saw such a picture of, of that, of a bridge of hope. I know Seeds of Hope is the ministry, but this idea of bridge of hope is that, that Cotter has just chosen to start where they can, do what they can, be where they can, reach who they can. And I just saw such a picture. Maybe there's a situation in your life, it's the same kind of thing. Maybe some of these, some of these stories, trying to, trying to maybe cry here on the front row of these amazing stories that have just started with a particular place, an opportunity, a position. And so hopefully you've been encouraged here this morning. One, that, that you're giving here at the Life Church, uh, being a part of tithe and offering here to the Life Church. Know that, that 
part of that goes and we give and we support uh, Cotter and we support Seeds of Hope and what they're doing. And you're a part, these stories that he's sharing, you're a part of those stories, but also maybe you've been encouraged here by these stories. One, just in, just in hope for another nation, another country, another people group, another side of the world uh, to have hope in what Jesus is doing in that area. But maybe even in your own life, hope for what God's calling you to do for what, he, what he's calling you to be obedient and to say yes to, 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 to start building a bridge in your life, in your community, in your family. Say, yeah, God, I, I don't even know how to reach in this situation, but I can start with me. So I hope you've been encouraged here this morning. We're gonna go into this last song and this is a time for us just to continue to press into God and what he's doing here this morning, to press in for, for what, what you're needing in your life, the miracle you're needing in your life, the breakthrough in your life, your family's life, maybe even for a friend. After this song, our prayer team's gonna be available. And if you wanna to pray today to receive Jesus, to give your life to Jesus, our prayer team's gonna be available to lead you in that. Maybe you're gonna need prayer just for something else. But even before we get to that, this is a time during this final song for us to just even press into God and say, God, what are you saying? What are you speaking? What do you wanna show me in this time? And so I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna stand and we're gonna sing this last song before we're dismissed. So Father, I just ask you to continue to reveal yourself to us, to show us the face of Jesus and to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we just, we are willing, we are humble. We desire you and whatever you would do in our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and worship one final time.